Well, as you know, coming up November the 3rd, the Supreme Court is going to hear oral arguments in a case called New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. And I'm very pleased today to be speaking with one of the main plaintiffs in this case, Mr. Robert Nash, uh, who has tried and uh, so far has been unsuccessful at being able to exercise his right to bear arms in New York State. Rob, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Cam. Absolutely. So I've, I've got to ask you, first of all, um, because one of my hobbies over the past few weeks has been, uh, anytime I get a few free minutes, reading some of the dozens of amicus briefs that have been filed in support of your case, uh, the dozens of briefs that have been filed in opposition to your argument. How closely are you following along with all of these, you know, uh, the, these amicus briefs and all of these legal filings that are coming out? Or are you just sort of sitting back and saying, I'm, I'm, yeah. the court does? I've read a few and, you know, it got overwhelming. So, um, you know, I'm just going to wait and see what the nine justices decide. It's, you know, you're just going to hear opinions uh, one way or the other, but it's really, you know, what's going to happen with the justices decision. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you. Um, I'm curious. So first of all, what made you decide that you wanted to apply for a carry license? Uh, and, And did you know how, draconian and subjective New York's laws were when you started that process? I knew it was a long process. I always, I grew up in New York state. I've always lived in New York state. And just like anything else you do in New York state, there's, you know, there's a lot of red tape to go through, but um, I felt like, you know, having a clean record and just following the steps that everything would go smooth, Um, you know, but it didn't in the end. Yeah. So so what actually happened? What is the process like? I mean, if you are a gun owner in New York State uh, and you decide, all right, you know, I want to be able to exercise my right to carry. What do you have to do? Well, I mean, it's a long and lengthy uh, pistol permitting process. Um, So, you know, the initial step would be to take a safety class. Uh, You need four references, background check, fingerprinting. Um, you know, submit that with a few hundred bucks and then wait. Uh, so you're waiting. I waited out about four or five months and I was issued um, a pistol permit, uh, but it had restrictions on it saying that I can only use it for hunting and target shooting. Okay. So not for self-defense. You can, you can carry this gun, but not to protect your life. I right. find it interesting as well, by the way, that, that you had to submit and this isn't unusual. I mean, this is the, the process where you live. You have to submit character references. People who, what, yes. can attest to your good character? Rob, Rob's a good guy. He's not going to hurt yeah, anybody. Yeah, he's not going to shoot anybody. I've known him my whole life. You know, he's a good guy. And, you know, I, you know, if it was my decision, I would uh, let him carry a pistol, you know, something like that. And they can write it any way they wanted, but you had to submit that with your initial request to um, have a pistol permit. It's amazing. I'm just trying to imagine having to provide character references before we exercise any of our other constitutional rights yeah. uh, and what the reaction will be from groups like the American Civil Liberties Union. So <laughs> so, so you provide the character references, you sit back and wait, you, months go by, and uh, then you get your restricted uh, permit, which is not what you wanted. Uh, right, but it you... was just part of the steps that we have to take here. <laughs> okay, so 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 when then did you decide? Okay, I'm going to try for my unrestricted license. Well, what, I mean, what, was... what I would consider a license to carry. Sure, right, right, and yeah, New York State we call it unrestricted. Everyone else probably calls it license to carry. Uh, you know, uh, concealed carry. But um, it was my plan all along. Uh, it was just that I knew it, I had to go through all these steps. I mean, there there was really no reason for me to buy a pistol to to go hunting, right? I mean, I'm not going to use a three-inch barrel to shoot a, 
a deer, right? So it was my plan all along to get a concealed carry. Uh, I just knew I had to go through all these, you know, steps to do it. Um, okay. So did you, so, so did you uh, help me out here? Cause again, New York's laws are, are so strange to me uh, living in the Commonwealth of Virginia. When you apply for a, a permit, do you say I'm applying for an unrestricted permit? And then they get back to you and say, well, we're not going to give you one. We're going to give you a restricted permit. I mean, how does that work? So not in my county. Um, okay. In my county, you have to, I'm in Rensselaer County, which is upstate New York, just east of Albany, the capital. Um, you have to start out with an unrestricted, or with, an, with a restricted that says hunting and target. There are other counties where you can get an unrestricted right from day one which I learned later. Um, and there's a lot of discrepancies with county to county, and there's a yeah. lot of discrepancies within each county. And, and you ran into that issue as well, right? The discrepancies within each county, because yeah. in Rensselaer yeah. County, who is it that you're actually applying to? Who do you submit your application? So you to? have to, uh, to the judge, to a judge. Um, it's a, um, there's six judges, I believe in Rensselaer County. You submit, you submit that, uh, to the county clerk, it gets looked at by your judge. You get assigned a judge uh, randomly, as far as I know. Um, and I, I got assigned one, you know, that um, tends to say no to everybody. And there are other judges in Rensselaer County who don't have that attitude? Right, exactly. So, you know, I, I learned this later on, obviously, but I submitted a, a letter to him asking him to remove my restriction based on local crime in the area. There was a string of robberies, which you'll see in the case. Um, and it was my reason for the robberies and just for self-defense reasons to have those restrictions removed. And he said no. And other judges in the county, I could have submitted the same letter and they would have said yes, you know, in a minute. And, you know, even lesser reasons, um, you know, I've had other people that I know just say they want to protect their wife and kids, which, and, and they get approved, same county, different judge. Is, you know, again, I live in a, a state that's a shall issue state, meaning if you meet the permitting or you meet the training requirements, you, you're, you're legal to own that gun, you're going to get a carry license. Um, and I think that's the way it should work. I, I mean, we're talking again about a, a constitutional right here. And it is what you're telling me is it is up to the whim of the, the individual issuing authority, exactly. whatever judge gets your case or the county sheriff, whatever their policy happens to be. Uh, determines whether or not you get to exercise your constitutionally protected right. Right. So, you know, it was it was then when I said to myself, this isn't right. You know, I didn't know anything about the laws, the way they were written. He kept talking about proper cause. I had to go in the judge's chambers um, to ask this. Um, and all he really did was read my letter back to him and said, you don't have proper cause. I didn't know what that meant at the time. And but I just knew I was upset because I had already had friends that have gone through in the same county and other counties that had lesser reasons, didn't take their advanced safety class, which I did, which is optional. But um, I figured if I took that, I'm a shoe in clean record, advanced safety class. I got this in the bag. I just need to go and do it and I'll get a yes. But I got a no. And it was then that I said that this law is not right. So so how did you get involved in this? in this fight? You, you, you knew you wanted to challenge it. Uh, did right. you immediately go to court? How, how did this case no, go? No, I mean, I, I sat on it just upset, didn't know what to do, knew if I got a lawyer, it wouldn't be enough because it's, it's, a, bigger, it's a bigger picture than that. Like this has affected millions of New Yorkers. So 
I didn't know what to do. I didn't do anything for probably about six months. Um, I was already a member of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. I said, let me try and contact them. Um, I emailed them and I got an email back from Tom King. And he says, I know all about this. He says, you're not the only one. He said, but I don't know if we have a case yet. Let me talk to somebody at the NRA. Um, and he did. He got back to me right away. And he says, look, I think we have a case. Here's the roadmap they want to go with. He says, but are you willing to stick your neck out? Because this is going to be a high profile. Your name's going to be everywhere kind of thing. And without hesitation, I said, yeah. Any regrets so far? No. Not yet. No, good. <laughs> Not good. Yet. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Because your name, you know, is out there. I mean, right. Bob, you're going to the Supreme Court. Your case is going to be it. heard in the highest court of the land. I mean, right. when you think about that, especially given the fact that the court has been reluctant to take Second Amendment cases uh, in, in recent years, uh, what, what, you, what are you feeling when you think about the fact that, you know, in less than a month from now, these nine justices are going to be considering your case yeah, and, and whether or not you get to carry a farm for self-defense. It still really has the magnitude of it. I don't think really has hit me yet, which is probably a, a good thing. I mean, I never thought I knew we had a good case. I didn't think that it would you know, get this far. I mean, even once it got to the Supreme Court, there was such a slim chance that it would get heard, especially being a Second Amendment case. I mean, it hasn't been since, what, 2010 um, with uh, McDonald versus Chicago, um, you know, who thought, who would have thought uh, we had the right justices in place and um, I had a good feeling about it that we would get granted cert and, and, and we did thanks to those justices. Absolutely. So what has life been like for you um, since this lawsuit has been filed? Have, have you been able to stay sort of under the radar? Have you had, uh, you know, uh, gun control groups uh, waving their fists at you? What, what, Really, really, like? really, it's been uh, normal life so far. It really haven't gotten. Uh, it was one reporter that called me right after uh, April 26th, after we got granted cert, and I just, you know, didn't return their call. And uh, you're my first interview, Kim. Wow. Well, listen, I I appreciate that, and it's uh, you know, this is an important issue for people, whether or not you're a gun owner, whether or not you're a Second Amendment advocate. I hope that people understand as they've been listening to this process, whether you like the right to keep and bear arms or not, it is a right. And, and it is a right that is being denied the, the average citizen in New York. I mean, again, Rob, you went through, you went above and beyond. You did things that you didn't have to do in order to improve your odds of getting approved. But ultimately, it's not up to you. It, it's right. up to the personal feelings of a judge or a county sheriff as to whether or not you and, and others get to exercise their rights. Meanwhile, what happens if if you decide, you know what, I'm going to violate the law. I'm going to I don't I know I don't have my my unrestricted license, but I'm going to go ahead and carry a gun anyway. Yeah. You'd be facing a felony charge if you were caught. Right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. If I had my pistol on me now and I walked out my front door, I can get arrested right on my doorstep. With a mandatory minimum prison sentence attached to it as well. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that just it, it gets me living in a, a shall issue state. And we've got, you know, we, we've had more gun control laws put on the books in Virginia the past couple of years than uh, we've had in the past couple of decades. But thankfully, you know, I do live in a state where it is at least shall issue. I'd love to live in a constitutional carry state, but at, at least the state can't play these types of games right. with my right to keep and bear arms in a shall issue system. Is that what you're I, I, ideally not? You know, again, the Supreme Court is considering 
uh, you know, a fairly narrow question about whether or not your Second Amendment rights were violated uh, and the rights of your co-plaintiff were violated by not getting this unrestricted license. Right. But I, you know, what's your ideal outcome when you look at uh, the Supreme Court here? What do you, what what would you like to see the Supreme Court say? I mean, you know, I don't have any dreams of this, you know, having a countrywide effect to, you know, really constitutional carry at this point. I just want to get New York State's law fixed. Yeah, uh, that was my goal from day one. I don't think that proper cause um, should be in there at all. Um, and I hope that the justices, when they're reading New York State's law and comparing it to the Second Amendment, I hope that they deem that this proper cause re um, requirement is um, violates the Second Amendment, which I think they should. Um, that's my number one goal at this point. I mean, and, you know, the rest of these laws is, you know, probably somebody else's fight other than mine. Well, we know that the fight is going to continue. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, I don't want to pour cold water on this, but uh, even if we do get a good decision, I suspect, and I'm pretty sure you suspect as well, that the state of New York is going to continue to try to play these games however they can. Right. Uh, because unfortunately, the powers that be still don't see this as a right. I right. think they treat it as a privilege that they can, you know, dole out uh, to those that they deem acceptable. And I don't think that that attitude is going to change. Hopefully, again, this court decision is strong enough that they won't be able to play those types of games. But really, you know, in, in, until we get to the point that, you know, the, the the gun control fans in this country will at least acknowledge that this is a fundamental right that we're talking about. Right. We're going to have to continue these fights uh, to have our rights accepted and to uh, to be able to exercise these rights no matter where we live. I agree. Well, Rob, listen, again, I, I appreciate you spending some time with us. Do you have anything else that you want to tell, you know, gun owners out there, non-gun owners out there? What, 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 what I mean, do you want all, folks to know? All I'd like to say is, you know, just because you think you're an ordinary citizen, like you can still do something about something, whether it be a gun law or any other law. Um, if you don't believe it's right, then fight for it. Um, follow it in the meantime, obviously. But, you know, you can make a difference. And, you know, if it takes it going to the Supreme Court, then, you know, that's what it takes. But, you know, if you believe it's not right, then fight it. Well, you are certainly an example of that. And uh, Rob, listen, I hope that we can touch base with you. It's going to be a few months before we know what the court has to say. But again, oral arguments coming up in November. Uh, would love to talk to you after the oral arguments. Get, uh, get, get your reaction to what we heard there. Sure. Sign me up. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, thank you again for uh, coming on the program. It is so good to talk with you. Uh, Robert Nash, again, one of the main plaintiffs in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, uh, talking with us here on Bearing Arms Cam and Company.